Yeah, so like you you took off at that aid station. I'm feeling sorry for myself, feeling bad. But you know, I'm just running normal. Nothing crazy. I wasn't really searching, trying to catch back up. I was just trying to keep it even keel. Um, and then you remember the part where you kind of go up a hill in the last like three miles. That's the worst. That's that's probably one of the tougher hills just because yeah. where it's at. I passed Josh Keck and my dad. Not the third Josh Keck on a bus, but he's kind of on my shit list right now. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, there's six minutes ahead. I'm like, oh, wow, that was a big move. Uh, okay, because we were literally together about 20 minutes ago. Um, okay. And then I, I passed my dad. He's like, yeah, they're about two minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Everyone's just giving you a lot of time. <laughs> so uh, I figure it's somewhere in between because that, that's usually how it is. And it probably ended up being about four to five minutes by the time I got to the, you know, the finish line, you know, area. But, uh, yeah, I kind of elaborate. Did you pass him? And he, you know, cause Josh Keck's obviously, he's, he's a fan of all of us. Yeah. And we love him to death. Passed him and I think Seth Harshberger as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. And of course, Josh, just classic, starts sprinting with us. He has his, he really? yeah, his GoPro camera. I was like, dude, Josh, you're hilarious, but don't you do this right now. I will kick you off this trail. But it was very funny. So, but yeah, that's, I, anytime I was going downhill, I was pretty much hammering it a little bit harder, I feel like. So, and that's why I kind of wanted to make kind of an early move, see what, like how you guys would react to that too. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like mile 25, 26, started pushing a little bit just to get the boys going. So, a question for you Was Dan with you at that point? Or was he a little bit off of you? He was just a little bit off of me. I think maybe about like just a minute or two. Okay. So, That's more than I thought. I figured you guys connected back together and we're just running together. Yeah. But I think I was just alone for that rest of that loop pretty much. Yeah. And then obviously get to the aid station at mile 30 and I take my time. I actually, I think that was probably one of my longest because I knew the loop after this, that was going to be the most I've ever ran. It was mm-hmm. going into that fourth loop. And so I made sure I got extra stuff, took a little bit extra time too. So, but then you guys caught right back up. So, well, I mean, I noticed like I was looking at the splits. You ran 121 for that third loop, but more likely you ran like 118, 117, because you probably, I figured you took more time at the mm-hmm. aid station um, than either me or Dan did. I don't know. I don't know. Dan may have taken a little bit more time, but I, my, my aid station was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Bob, whenever he talked to me, he is like, Hey, they're not that far ahead. It's halfway. There's a lot of race left. Just keep going. You know, just try to cut a little bit each loop and try to get back to them at the last loop. So that was kind of my mantra. And I actually ended up feeling a little bit better once I started taking in water because that whole third loop, I didn't drink or eat anything, which was a really bad thing, but I just didn't, I really didn't want to, cause I felt like I'm going to throw it up if I did. Hindsight, you know, obviously I should have tried harder, but I really was done with gels. I was done with anything sweet. That's so, crazy that you did not eat any. That's that yeah. Mind. I mean, I only ate one of the three honey stinger wafers that I brought. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on the second loop. So from then on out, though, it's like all natural, like watermelon pickles. That was literally the only thing I ate. I would take in like one gel each loop. I wanted to, but the stomach can only handle what it can. So, and then it's just straight water. I mean, I drank some Gatorade at some of the aid stations, but other than that, it was just straight water. And I think, you know, hindsight, I keep saying that, I'm just reflecting. 
humidity does some crazy things to your stomach. You know, you got to just figure out, you know, in training, try to try different things. You know, try to see if water is the best move or if you can handle some type of electrolyte drink or, you know, calorie drink. Um, obviously, I didn't do that as much as I should have. But I learned, you know. And I think I, I the thing I'm most proud of of this race was crawling out of a bad place and still being competitive, you know. I mean, not that I was running with you or anything, but I felt like I was chasing you. And that was all I needed to keep going. And, you know, still running a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that was awesome, buddy, for sure. So, fourth loop. My fourth loop has actually felt really good. You know, better. How'd your fourth loop go? Not good. That, that was probably my hardest loop, I'd say. Because I was still kind of pushing after that eight station, too. Um, that was where Dan and I actually, I think, ran together for, mm -hmm. I think, the first three miles of that loop. So right around like mile 33, I think that's when I actually started leaving Dan. Mm -hmm. um, we power hiked actually a couple of the early hills. We were like, we're going to take a little bit of time, make sure we don't burn out too quick. And um, then Dan started falling. And that, I think that's when it really started taking out, taking it out of them. Yeah. Um, so I just kept moving on, just kept trucking. And, but that's when I started cramping up actually really bad. After that, I think mile 35, that, at that aid station, I was coming down one hill at one point and my hamstring had the worst shooting cramp. It actually stopped me and I started yelling because it <laughs> hurt that bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually, this is like a serious thing. So mental note, I obviously just kind of kept running through it, but it was still cramping up. Get to finish the loop pretty much. And luckily Cassie's dad had salt tabs. I've never taken salt tabs before. I haven't either. I started sucking those things down, dude. Like it made, I think, the biggest difference because I was drinking a lot of salt, like pickle juice, I had tailwind, electrolyte, and then just the other hand up was straight water. But the salt tabs, I think, saved, saved my life because I was seriously cramping up. I took two and then literally going into that next loop felt instantly better. Yeah. So that was by far my hardest loop that was that. That fourth, fourth loop. loop by far. And you think fourth loop would be the fourth or fifth would be the hardest because of where it's at. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have 20 miles to go. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a long run. <laughs> Do you know what I did though? I actually just went by loops. I tried not thinking about mileage. I did too. Yeah. Because anytime I start doing math, it's counting down, it just destroys. Until the, until the last loop, there was no counting down. Exactly. It was actually counting down from specific mushrooms I saw on the course. <laughs> I saw four chickens in the woods. I counted them down every time I passed by. That's classic. So, if you know Meek's trail and you see those chicken in the woods, just you know, thank them for keeping going. <laughs> um, chicken in the woods is a great mushroom, by the way. But uh, no, I agree. Um, it was it was daunting because the only time I felt like I actually thought about the entirety of the race was at the aid station, like mm -hmm. the the you know ten mile points. Yeah. Because obviously you're like, okay, I have 30 to go, 20 to go, now 10 to go. Yeah. Uh, Bob did tell me you were cramping up a couple times. It didn't help, though, because I couldn't see you. Yeah. So That was actually, it was that aid station. My number had fallen off. Mm -hmm. It was just like disintegrating. So I just stuck into <laughs> my thing. But yeah, I was like, duct tape, someone give me duct tape. Because I thought I would I was trying to duct tape it back on my shorts. Such an idiot. Because my shorts are soaking wet. Yeah. Obviously not going to stick. Matt. Thank God for him. Literally just comes up. He's just like, dude, just stuff it, stuff it in your belt. Yeah. I'm like, okay, perfect. 
And then as he was actually trying to duct tape the number on, though, that's a, had another shooting cramp for me. Oh, no. So um, in the other leg. And then that's when I, I was like, all right, we're taking salt taps the rest of the time pretty much. Because, I mean, that first loop, I was already sweating, like dripping sweat. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you took your, your jersey off the first loop after first loop, right? Or yeah, second so loop? it was second loop. I okay. meant to take it off and my light left both on. You left your light on the second Dude, loop? I'm an idiot. So literally left my light on. I tossed it at the um, entrance of the woods or something going into that second loop. But then after I finished the second loop, I got my shirt off that time because yeah. it was already drenched. I was like, there's yeah. just no need for this right now. So it was just so sneaky humid. Like it, was. it wasn't, it didn't feel that bad when we started. But man, after the first loop, we were all drenched. Yeah. It was horrible. And that's something like, you know, if anybody listens from other parts of the country, the southeast is really rough with humidity. Like it's hard to explain. Even the Midwest is probably pretty humid as well. But like it's so hard to, you look at the time, like, oh, you know, 8.38, that's pretty fast. It's like, yeah, but it could have been a lot faster if it had been, like, a perfect 50-degree day yeah. and with, you know, a dew point of, let's say, 58, 50. You know, it's just, it's hard to really compare. Yeah, humidity, um, what, poor man's altitude. Poor man's altitude, yeah. yeah poor man's and altitude training. So, you know, hopefully this race gets bigger and bigger each year, but that's going to be something that's going to be fun to see if we get some out-of-state people from, like, out west, you know, from the mountains see how they adapt to it because like obviously people going to run rabbit run you know 100 mile they had to adapt to the altitude i'd love to see those same people come down to humidity humidity and just see how they fare you know hopefully they can do well but stuff stuff so you got the last two loops that's when the grind really starts you know dan you know i don't know if you knew whenever he dropped i had no clue he dropped until after i finished thank god because i yeah. probably would have eased up and probably run slower yeah because i was like in the back of my mind i was like dan's coming he's going to pass me if i slow down so there's no slowing down um but at this point you're up ahead you're alone it's all you because we really didn't even pass that many people no you know, I thought we were going to be passing a whole lot more people throughout each loop. No, it was a lot of alone time. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts last two loops? The last two loops, I think, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, just kind of by myself there for a little bit, um, going into the second to last. Um, I wasn't too nervous. I thought I had a pretty decent gap on you, but I was actually wrong. So, I think that fourth loop, I just stayed steady. wasn't doing anything crazy. I think I power hiked a little bit, not much though. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, whenever I got to that like 45 mile, that aid station, I made sure I took my time and stuff, but still, still kind of hammered going down um, for the last five miles, going to mile 50. And so I was really steady still through that one. And then going to that last loop was just like survival mode pretty much because that's when I definitely started feeling it. And, and I still, I had no idea how far behind you actually were, how close you were to me. I thought I legit had multiple minutes on you. I thought maybe you got talked. No one told me anything, so I had no idea. It sucks being up front, doesn't Dude, it? Dude, it does. Yeah. It sucks so bad. No one tells you anything. <laughs> so we had no clue what was going to kind of go down, but um, then going into that last loop was pretty crazy. Let me get into that. Yeah, so last loop. You know, I actually, I figured you were about five or six minutes ahead. I get into the aid station and Bob's like pointing at me. He's like, Gail, he's a minute and 90 seconds ahead. You got to get out as quick as possible. I'm like, what? 
how like what in the world so i get some water and he's like you gotta want it more than he wants it tell me you want it more than he wants it i'm like yeah yeah i, I kind of want it more i guess <laughs> but knowing deep down like my i really this is hurting so bad oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i want it more oh, yeah. i, I kind of want it but like we'll see so my plan from, you know, from that aid station to the next aid station, which was the very last one at mile what, 56 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to keep it as normal and as like strong, but I don't want to catch him until the second half. Cause like, there's just too much time last five miles. He's probably better at downhill running than I am. I want to make sure I have something left in the tank. So I remember seeing you on a switchback and that gave me some life. I was like, okay, I could see him. I passed Josh Keck again. He's like, yeah, he's six minutes ahead. I literally turned around and said, you're lying because he was literally 90 seconds ahead a couple minutes ago. And he like said something, but I didn't listen to him. So that spurred me on. But then after that, like it, the, that fire kind of dwindled a little bit because like I was like hoping to be able to see you more often. And I didn't see you at all. So this is, I think, the big, big part of this race was going up to that last aid station, mile 55 how switchbacky it was. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I mean, I was just kind of chilling. I, there were a couple of hills I just hiked. I wasn't going too hard. I was like, I think I have a pretty good gap on them. So I'm going to like make sure I don't just blow up within like these five miles or whatever. But then going up to that eighth station, I turned just a little bit to the left and I'd see this man's hair, his curly <laughs> hair just bouncing up and down. And he's literally like right there. And that is what actually got me going pretty much. My literally butt cheeks puckered up. I was like, we got to go, dude. So I got to that aid station and tried to make it as fast as possible. I think it was there maybe like 40, 45 seconds yeah. and just out. And then, because I was like, I'm feeling pretty bad. I'm going to try to hammer it for as long as I can for these next couple of miles. And that's pretty much exactly what I did. Because I was like, because if I do blow up or something, Caleb's just going to come just casually passing me and i was like i cannot have that right now because well it would have been cool if we were literally coming in together no a sprint out <laughs> dude a sprint out in 100k that would have been hilarious it is hilarious but that would not it would have looked fun. very bad too us just looking like shit yeah coming. it would have been good but yeah so kind of on that i never saw you like i heard the the cowbells at the aid station i looked up and couldn't see you so i was yeah. like that could be him, but it could be somebody else too. Like yeah. it could have been just another runner uh, that we're lapping. So I get to the aid station. They're like, okay, he's 60 seconds ahead. I'm like, I really don't want to start back running again. So I took another drink of Gatorade and then Isaac waits, trying to get me to get some of his gel, his gummies. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, no, I can't eat anything anymore. I'm done eating. Like there's no eating more. I just get one, you know, last thing of pickle juice and I was gone. And then, so once you leave that aid station, it's downhill, but there's a switchback downhill. So you really can't open it up until you pass that switchback because you're literally turning. And I do that pretty quick. And then after that, like I felt like my legs couldn't go any faster. I was like, huh, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just see, you know, we'll, we'll open it up and try to see. And after that, I was like, I'm not going any faster at all. I'm pushing and there's just, it's like an engine sputtering. So I was like, well, maybe he can blow up, you know, that it didn't happen. So sorry. The, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the moves you made were perfect. Cause they were like, basically I looked at it a minute each mile and that was, that was what it was, you know? 
Uh, and then at a certain point, I saw Isaac Wade with like a mile to go. And instead of telling me how far ahead you were, he was just like, win your money, man. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. I'm, it's done. It's over with. I'm just going coaster in because there's no point. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's fun. And uh, I was I was actually just thinking, I was like, you know, to be honest, this has been a fun race. Like, I mean, I'm tired. I really want to be done with this as fast as I can. But this is a this is a good one. You yeah, know? it turned into a pretty fun race. Like knowing it was going to be that brutal and stuff. But if I could go back to, I say this all the time, but just like running with friends was that's probably yeah. one of the best things I think we all look forward yeah. to. So yeah, it wasn't like you know if we had somebody we really hated and they end up winning, you know, we'd be fr- furious. You know, yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm happy. Like, it was Alex. That's great. If it'd been Dan, yeah, that's great. Exactly. Um, it doesn't matter. If it's been Holly in, great. You know, exactly, yeah. um, I'll get made fun of, but hey, it's great. You know, she deserves it, whatever. But uh, I think that's the cool thing with us, too, because like we've done multiple races, like trail races against each other now since we've, well, Dan and I graduated. Funny that you just coached us, too, and now we're just still just racing each other. We're just hammering each other. Yeah. And you never know until the day. Yeah. So it's like it could be any of us pretty much who's going to have a bad day, who's going to have a good day. But just have no clue until the day actually comes. Exactly. And that's why I'm really excited. So as we leave the Hurricane Hunter K experience going forward, I love this group because we're we're obviously pretty talented. We're in love with the sport. You know, I'm excited to see what we can do against other people. You know, you know, we're talking about races that we're going to do next year. We're at the end of this year. You know, let's kind of dive into that. You know, so obviously I'm going to do Canal Corridor hundred miler in October. I'm thankful that Arlen Glick has, you know, told me he's going to face me. We'll see how he feels after Run Rabbit Run. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun experience running a flat hundred. You know, obviously because it's flat and it's not something I've never done before. But for you, you know, we've talked about JFK, we've talked about Bandera, we've talked about a couple other races. You know, what do you got in mind? Because I think this group here, you know, me, you, Holly, and Dan. Rambo, you know, Ryan Ramsey, who's you know, part of our group. Brandon Perry's running no business, you know, here in a month. Uh, Bob Luther, who is my crew chief, he's running the trilogy here in, I think, about a month as well. It's like October 8th, 9th weekend. Um, we have a lot of good runners in this area, and we want to spread, you know, from the Huntington area. We want to go out west. We want to go up north, south, east, west, wherever, and compete. So what are your your thoughts on where you want to go? Yeah, that's the big thing. I think like just trying to get West Virginia like trail running on the map and stuff, because I think we are kind of like looked at as not as great. If we're not at altitude, these guys can't come out in the mountains and race. I already know Dan can easily do that. He has done that. Mm-hmm. He went Black Canyon, 100K, got a top 10 finish. You can do that. You've won many races, 100 milers and stuff. Same with Holly and going to these big races and just killing so it's like we got to put West Virginia on the map, and I think big for me after this Hurricane 100K, I feel kind of confident in doing longer stuff now too. I think Bandera is definitely going to be on the list, um, which that'll be a crazy race, especially if you're doing it. We can go out and do it together. That would be cool. And then the Gorge Waterfalls, I think that's what it's called. I actually got into the 50K for that, which I, I want to make that a very fun, just competitive race too. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be kind of fast. I don't know if it's actually at altitude or not, but 
Um, yeah, I didn't think so, but do that in April. And then I would love to do JFK just because I think being the oldest race, which I'd probably do that next year, not this year. Oh, no. So, yeah. Um, Rim to River, I'll, I'll be pacing Dan, so yeah. I'm going to pace him for a chunk of that. And I think it's like two weeks after, so I don't think I want to do that just yet. I'll actually get some decent, different training, because I think it is going to be completely different training for JFK, just with it being more road and stuff. Or... Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's a good mix, because yeah. you have the Appalachian Trail section, and you also have the towpath, and you have the road section. Yeah. So it's it's like three different races in one. Um but yeah, I think it's a good plan. You okay. know, you seem to be a little bit probably smarter than I am when I sign up for races. You know, I, I finish a race, I'm like already thinking about the next one. Like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to go to ultra sign up and, you know, as, as soon as possible, you know, sign up for you know, I think I'm the same way. <laughs> I was literally like the next day, I think Dan and I, are, well, on Monday, Dan and I were at work on ultra sign up <laughs> yeah. looking up races and stuff. I was like, God, this is just ridiculous. But I love it though, because like this Huntington group is so excited about racing. You know, Dan, I think he's going to do Black Canyon again. Yeah. I think that's going to be perfect because, okay. you know, Dan is, he can run that fast pace for a long time and he's, he's super tough. And I think where Black Canyon, you know, it's got some technicality in it. So I don't want to downplay it, but like he's going to roll and that's a speedy course. So he's going to just roll. He already has experience on it. So make it one. Yeah. You know, Bandera, you know, you know, hopefully if we all go together, we got me, you and Holly Ann, we got a good group. Um, you know, we'll go up a couple of days before and run some of the course as well. But, you know, it's it's a little bit com- comforting having somebody you know there and to yeah. roll with at least. Exactly. Uh, and like Gorge Waterfalls, I mean, that's the 50K. I mean, the way I saw it last year, the 50K was like everybody that qualified for Western States did the 50K as like a little tune-up. Mm which is really cool because you're racing against Tyler Green. You're racing yeah. against some real it, Ryan uh, Miller. I mean, you got some really Savage. like, yes, yeah, straight savages running that. So, and it's not an altitude. So that helps us out some, it's still a lot of elevation gain. I mean, you got a huge hill. I think it's like 3000 feet. Nice. Up. So that. and that's most of the elevation of the course itself right there. Wow. That's um, crazy. So, I mean, being from West Virginia, we pride ourselves in running up hills. So we got to represent that. But, you know, I think it's just going to be really fun to kind of spread. Because, you know, people think of West Virginia, they think of like nature, but they don't think of trail runners. Yeah, never think of trail runners. And especially the Huntington area, not that Huntington's not a beautiful place in itself, but usually it's got some connotations that are negative. Yeah. So, we don't my, I mean, my goal is just to make Huntington a place where people come and run fast. You know, you know, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it does, it gets downplayed a lot and it sucks because yeah, people do kind of just shit on it from time to time. And it's like, you don't get it unless you're actually from here or you live here, you know? Um, so you can say what you want, it's whatever, but I think what we have been doing lately, um, going to these kind of bigger races, doing some bigger things too, I think it's really good to get Huntington on the map in that respect because yeah, we kind of get tired of people just talking shit about it. So I agree, and like, I hate it for Matt, you know Matt Young, who put on this great race. No one will ever know how legit this race was because they're like, oh, it's just a bunch of West Virginians running together. The atmosphere was probably one of the the, the coolest things ever. They exactly. had ice cream, pizza, just flowing all day, and it was donuts, just... coffee. I mean, they had, they had, they was a first class event, and it had some first class athletes at it. 
but no one knows just because we're from West Virginia. It's yeah. going to get overlooked. I mean, on I Run Far, not to throw them under the bus, but they didn't even put it in its weekly, you know, what happened this week on ultra running. So I put a comment on it and just said, like, hey, Alex Meyer ran 838 and Holly Ann ran 931. That's legit, you know. Yeah. It's their 28th fastest 100K time and 16th fastest 100K time. That's, that should be in the I Run Far, you know, yeah. overview of the week. Doesn't get looked at. Yeah, so it's just it's just because we're a West Virginia race, and that's why I think it's on us to go out other places and put our name on the map, and then hopefully people will see that, and then they look at these West Virginia races and see how legit they are. Yeah, so sure. I'm excited for that. Can't wait. But other than that, though, I mean, so going forward, where are some things you can kind of like work on to get even better? I think staying healthy, that's going to be the big thing, um, which I think I recovered pretty well after that race. I was actually running the next day. got my girlfriend to run a mile with me. So yeah, that was awesome. the streak. Yep, keep the streak going, baby. Um, Dan's still killing me in the streak, but we'll keep it. We'll try. We'll try our best. But, um, yeah, the only really pain, I think I had just a left arch that was hurting. But other than that, feeling actually much better now. And, yeah, just stay healthy. Keep training hard. Um, we're going to do a couple – like little things, I think different, but I don't know, maybe more try different nutrition, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, things are going to kind of just draw along with what I've been doing. So I like it. What like about it. you? Well, I think knowing a little bit more about how the beta fuel kind of help or helps and hurts me, I'll probably do a better job of figuring out when to use it in a race. Like, so if Bandera is my next one or, Canal Quarter, maybe I can try a little bit of different things since there are so many opportunities at these stations. Yeah. Um, I don't think I should front load it as much as I should, so that's part of it. Just kind of space it out just more evenly. Yeah, much. I think that will help a lot. Because, you know, to be honest, like, I don't usually drink or fuel much during training. Yeah. So... I think that's with all me, you, and Dan, and all Yeah, and I think that's part of just being, like, a college athlete. You, we never... Never. We never fuel during training. So... Yeah. I think it's good to try to practice it and work on it. But also I think that where we're not used to it, it's probably not best to just start using it during a race. Yeah. I have never really ran with a bottle ever. No. I was like two weeks leading up to this race. I was like, I should probably practice running with these bottles. Especially two of them. Yeah. Because that's, that, that is kind of awkward. Yeah. It made no sense, but yeah, you just got to practice it, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it too. Um, you know, other than that, you know, as an old guy, you know, a 29 year old veteran, uh, the only thing I can tell you is, you know, if you can, you know, cut down some of the time in the aid stations, you're going to blow everybody out of the water. Yeah. And, and that's, it just takes practice. So I'm not saying you should take more or less time in like recovering throughout mm -hmm. the aid stations, but maybe find ways to be more efficient. Yeah, exactly. So if like you have like a water bottle switch, you can have somebody do that. Yeah. Um, and then, or like your shoe switch, you know, and part of it too, you're knowing now how the, you know, her hundred K course goes and instead of having your tent down at the bottom, maybe you just have your spot. <laughs> yeah. Have your crew just have your shoes ready at the, at the very top of it. So you don't have to run down. Yeah. You know, that's, so little things like little that things that, can, that add up, you know, because you're doing six laps. That's part of it. Yeah. And um, also, your brain's not working as well, so it's like if you already have that stuff figured out before, it's probably gonna be a lot better. Yeah. But I also think too. I mean, the training you did leading up to it, you were so much faster on the running portions. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. 
of how long you took because you're still going to make it up in the running. So it doesn't really matter how long you take as long as you can run fast enough. So you figure that out and that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. But going forward to, you know, Bandera or whatever race you're running, that's going to be a big key part of it. Cause from me racing, it's unfortunately better, better, better yeah. people than me. So yeah, they're going to be crazy. So yeah. You know, the, if you wear a vest, having you know, people you know, change out your vest for you, then yeah. that way you can switch out stuff like that. That's going to help. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, though, I mean, the workouts you did seem to be really beneficial. Yeah. And that was something I was thinking about as I was reflecting. I needed to do some more workouts. I did more like Arlen Glick type training where I just did, you know, casual hill repeats, not even fast, just running up hills for yeah. miles. And it's kind of more of a 100-mile thing. But for 100K, you got to have some speed. Oh, yeah. You know, because I was – I could have run that pace probably for two more laps, but it didn't really matter because that's not the that's yeah. not the point. You were kind of you got to run fast. Up. Yeah, you got to pick it up, especially down the hills. Yeah, that's why I'm right. Wednesdays off work from Robert Trilling Shop. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Um, so workout Wednesday, I'd always just do something. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter really what it was, but I try to at least do something where I'm doing some kind of workout where it's just trying to build up that middle of the week pretty much, and then Sundays. I think always just doing like a longer kind of steady state because I mean, obviously I running that long on a Sunday, you just want to be kind of done sometimes, especially running by yourself. It just turned into a little workout and that's always kind of like what I would do on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then trail run, I mean, I've just been luckily where we're at the new shop close to Barbersville. I just, I've gotten a lot better just running trails. I think too. I think it's helped a lot. Yeah. Cause it's so convenient for you guys just to go after work and it, it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. I rarely, well, this whole week I've been running just downtown and it's just been killing me, dude. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. But All right. So, you know, we, we've talked a lot about this Huntington community. You know, we got me, you, Dan Green, Holly and Swan. There's a lot of other people in this community as well, like, you know, Chris Simmons, Robert Smith. Ryan Ransby. Um, I mean, there, there's so, so many people we could include in this awesome group. You know, let's talk a little bit more about how important it is for us in this community to, you know, not only race against each other, but also race, race against other people, you know, across the country and, you know, show up, you know, show off Huntington in itself. You know, Huntington's not a place where people, think of, oh, let's go trail run in Huntington. But to be honest, it's a great place, and it's something that we want to show off. So what do you think about that? It is a great place. I mean, I'm originally from Morgantown, came down here in 2016, and been here ever since. And, I mean, it's my home now, and it's the people, I think, that makes it really so. Like like you're saying, Robert, he's owner of Robert's Running Shop, shop in Huntington and Charleston, and we have such like just great customers, great people that come in and it's like a passion. And then we talk about running, do running that's literally all we do. So that's a good thing to actually have a lot of people to talk to about. And I think it's more people motivated to race and come out and do events and stuff in the West Virginia area. So I think that's always good. And then Roman run shout out to Roman run. It's another kind of local, just apparel company where they're actually putting on a race this weekend at Barbersville, which we brought up a lot. 
um, 20 miler just through there. And that's going to be a great time. Ryan Ramsey puts that on and it's such a great fun race. And then free folk brewery, baby. They're going to be yeah. there. So we're going to have some beers and it's going to be great. No, I agree with that. And like, there's so many people in this community that run. I mean, there's so many people that run on the trails, run on the roads, come to Robert's running. They ask for advice. You know, they go to all these races. They ask for advice. And that's something that's not necessarily specific to just like elite runners, but they, they just want to know what they can do to get better. And I think that's the beautiful part about being in our position because we know, you know, we've run these races before. We've run miles by miles in these shoes. So like, yeah, obviously you run for Robert's running shop. I mean, that's perfect because you know exactly what shoes they need. But like even people that ask me, I'm like, hey, like, I can refer you to Robert's running, but this is what works for me. You know, I love the Hoka Clifton. I love the Hoka Speedgo. And it gets them kind of excited about it, you know. And, you know, I have a couple of athletes that I train, you know, David Smith, a few others who are constantly asking what they can do to get better in this sport. And, I mean, it's just so fun to kind of like channel that fire that I feel like that people like us and people like Robert and Ryan Ransby and a few others provide to this community. They're, they're all just so passionate about it. And when yeah. you can actually talk to someone that's passionate about something, it makes you actually want to learn more about it and actually get into it. I think. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely. And like, you know, Holly and Cena too, she's a coach as well. There's so many people in this community that want to get better. So, you know, we have the knowledge of, what it takes you know we were college runners we've seen what the miles of trials does to a body and we're able to take that information and give it to the populace and i think that's super important to the community because this community is searching for something to hold on to and trail running road racing whatever it is i think that's something that people want to get part of um you know we have great marathons we have the marshall marathon we have races like Charleston distance run that are historic. Um, but we also have like the Canal Trace 50K, which is a great 50K. We have the Barbersville 20 miler. You know, th- there's so many different races that people can do in our area that is a great venue for them to get started in or to continue and get better. Um, it's just, it, it's amazing. I love it. You know, my I told everybody in the podcast before, my first trail run was the Barsville 10 mile run, the bridge to river. Um, it's, to be honest, it's tough. It's not an easy course, but it's a course that you can easily get to. It's a course they can run. You have, if you have road shoes, that's fine. If you have trail shoots, it's probably better. You're going to do a lot better at it. Um, but you're able to do it and to figure out what it takes to get better at trail running. So shout out to Robert for putting that on, you know, him and his wife do a great job with that. Um, but there's a ton of races in our area that do that type of thing. And I think it's important. Um, but like you said, Roman Run, they're a local company. You know, if you want to go off, do you want to talk about Roman Run? I, yeah, mean, it, I mean, just if you're looking for just kind of casual wear that you can still actually wear for running, um, they have some of the best apparel, I think. Um, super nice, super comfy. And then Dan and I, I mean, yeah, we're actually run and run. We're sponsored by them, and we've actually ran multiple races in their clothes, which you wouldn't expect to be running a 50K in Yamacraw in 80-degree weather and kind of a shirt like that. 
it worked fantastic. So, but they they're so nice to us and they're just good people. So that's I, I love Roman runs. So definitely check them out. Big twenty mile race this weekend in Barbersville, baby. So and Free Folk Brew be there as I've said before. I think that's one of our favorite breweries in mm-hmm. Fayetteville, West Virginia. So um, it's glad to have them come too. So it's gonna be cool. Yeah. So a little shout out to Roman Run. You know, Roman Run sponsored by or owned by guys that I graduated with. You know, Ryan Ransby, Trey Beckett, Phil Provenzano, Robert Smith. These guys are like the staples in our community. Legends. And they created this apparel company that's specific for trail running. Oh, they're so cool, man. I mean, you gotta check them out if you don't if you haven't already. I mean, they're awesome. And then folk or free folk, good lord! Uh, I, to be honest, I'm sponsored by them, kind of. Yeah. Um, they're great. I got a couple of mugs by them. I mean, they are fantastic. If you're ever in the Fayetteville area, I will 100% recommend them because they have the best beer in the state of West Virginia by far. Fantastic. I will be there on Saturday for the Roman Run 20 miler, and then I'm heading to Free Folk in Fayetteville for their. Uh, their uh october fest because it's only it's only offered for so long so you gotta get there when you can um i will be there for that as well but there's just so many amazing things in our area that we want to give shouts and to be honest we're gonna miss a few but we gotta give them the attention that they deserve so you know rum and run free folk robert's ring shop you know heck heck marshall university these are key things in our running community that are specific that help us out so if you're in the huntington charleston area give them a shout out give them some of your attention buy some stuff from them i mean you're going to help them out more than you ever know um and i think that's what the hurricane hunter case all about you know it's all about community i'm from hurricane west virginia transplanted to huntington the hurricane community took us on you know, this past weekend and we're blessed by it. You know, these guys really helped us out and they gave us an opportunity to, to go at it for 62 miles and me, Alex, Dan, Holly, Ann, Charlie Bowen, my dad, and a few, like a lot of others came and competed. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Matt Young, shout out to you for putting it all together. Brad Dorner, everybody else in the hurricane community. You guys did awesome. Awesome. So to close it out, I'm going to give Alex the opportunity to give shout-outs to everybody he wants, um, his parents, whoever. I mean, thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Thank you for having me, Caleb. Um, But shout-out to Cassie, my girlfriend. She was there. Great help and everything. Her parents were awesome, Beth and Jeff. Then Jackie and Doug, my parents, they were great. Um, And then... Jay also, I have to shout out to Jay Lipford. He was in the race as well, Cassidy's cousin. I think he finished 17 hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, he did. That dude, I mean, he was going through it. And I think the furthest he's ran previously to that was a marathon, was the Marshall Marathon. No way. Yeah, and then came out and did that. And it was awesome because he finished pouring rain. Yeah. His kids ran up to him. It was probably one of the coolest things I've seen. And that's like going back to the community thing. That's one of the coolest things I got to see for sure. So, yeah. Oh man, like, hey, you know, I'll get I'll get into it. Like, Dad and I have this special connection because we both run, and watching him run at sixteen hours and change, 
was the coolest thing ever. You know, being able to see him cross that finish line with the lights on, it was pouring rain, the fires are going out. Oh, I mean, the, the grit it takes to push through being adversity. Your, being on your feet that long. Yeah. Mind-blowing. You know, because like, originally he wanted to finish before the sun went down. But obviously, early on, that wasn't going to happen. So reevaluate your goals, figuring it out, and somehow finishing it. That, that's amazing. Like, that's that's toughness that is hard to come by. And, you know, Jay, Dad, Don Peel, people like that, those are the people that we look up to. You know, the people that run faster. It's not that we're better or anything like that. We just run faster because we don't want to be out there that long. I think it's more impressive. It, 100% is more impressive to be out that long. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people that run 100 miles in 32 hours at a golden hour, that is so much more impressive than the people that run it in, you know, 13, 14, 15 hours. Yeah. You know, we do it because we can't handle that toughness for that long. So we just got to do it the best we can. Yeah. Uh, the people that really inspire us are the people that really push hard and grit it out. So thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to showcase that. Jay, Dad, and everybody else. You guys were awesome. But other than that though, like that's all I got. You know, we gave you know, we shout out to everybody we think you think we can. Um we love you guys. Uh this is a great podcast. Alex, thank you for coming on. Thank you, man. It was awesome. Dude, Hurricane Hunter K is a race that hopefully we'll get to go go to again. Hopefully it'll be bigger and better than ever and let. This year or next year than this year, uh, we're definitely excited for it. Yeah, we want we want that course record to be down low in the eights, maybe even sub eight. So, guys, if you're from out of state, come on down because we're going to give you all the heck we can give you. Okay. So, uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy this podcast, and I'll see you next time.